Thanks very much. Uh, it's good to see you all. Um, hey, let's, uh, let's tuck right in. So yeah, David mentioned we are uh, doing a series on discipleship, and uh, David kicked off, which is cool. Um, will this work? Let's give it a go. Almost. Uh, so look, I'm, I'm going to talk, uh, recap very briefly on David's. Uh, mine is on the disciplines of discipleship. So, uh, and I'll explain that as we get going. Uh, oh, there it is. Thanks a lot. You're a champion. So I am his disciple, uh, following Jesus, the disciplines. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Um, so just to recap very quickly, uh, this is what, what David talked about. Uh, so uh, he talked about discipleship starting when Jesus said, follow me. And follow me, following Jesus is different just to believing. Uh, and, and so we are following closely as opposed to a believing and just you know, intellectually assenting from, behalf, uh, from afar. That they might be with him. Discipleship is a relational process with Jesus. He is inviting us to get to know him uh, and, uh, f- and because he knows us. Uh, they, that they might be like him. It is transformational. It changes us. Uh, and then he sends them out. He says, okay, you've learned enough about who I am and what I do. Now I want you to go out and do it. Start showing and telling about the kingdom of God. And they did. In power, they spoke about and they said, the kingdom of God is coming. And this is what it's like. There is no sickness. Sickness be gone in Jesus' name. There's no... Uh, there's no demons, they are not allowed. And they go through that and they do that. And that's what he's calling us to do. Here we go. So I've got to start with why uh, be a disciple. This is uh, the fruits of the Spirit. And if you want to, you can ask uh, Jonathan because he knows he's off by heart. But, Jonathan, but Jesus manifested the fruits of the Spirit. He was amazing. He was emotionally mature. Everybody flocked to Jesus, not because he was good-looking. Uh, in fact, it says in the Scriptures that there was nothing about him that, that made him desirous. It wasn't because he was just a charismatic preacher. Uh, he was, the, you, there's a book called The Man is the Message, and, and Jesus was what he preached. He wasn't arrogant, but he was a son of God. You know, if, if, you, if you just think of two of those, but the fruits of the Spirit are, let's just pick love, joy, and peace. I'll go for three. If you imagine somebody at your work, somebody in your circle that just was able, just exuded that, they would be incredibly attractive. Uh, I know uh, a woman, uh, she was my speech director. Her name was Sister Kerry Gordon. She is wonderful. She is this hub of a community. And people who know Jesus and people who don't Jesus love this woman and have flocked to her because she is so loving. And that's what Jesus was like. Imagine if we were all like that. Imagine if this was a, a church full of people who amazingly manifested the, the gifts of the Spirit, I mean, the, the fruits of the Spirit. Transformed people transform places. Uh, so that's what we're going for. Uh, also, Jesus heard the Word of God. He heard uh, his Father. These two scriptures, he says, you know, the son can do nothing on his own, but he can only do what he hears and sees his father doing. At the end of his ministry, he says, but the words I speak and uh, the things I do are not, um, I, I do them, I'm doing what I hear and see my father doing. 
if transformed people transform places, uh, people who, who hear from heaven, who are listening to God, transform lives. And that's what we see Jesus doing. Okay, uh, spiritual and emotional maturity. Uh, can we do it? Do we have it? Well, we, we can. It's entirely possible. It says in the Bible that when you invited Jesus to live in your heart, your sinful nature died. Have a look in Romans 6. And with baptism, that's exactly what we were doing. We were doing that symbolic thing of our... Oh, hi, how was, how was the water yesterday? Was it last week? Was it cold? It was very cold. <laughs> but that, you know, our sinful nature died. And, and it's, that sin, uh, it's that symbolism, and then we rose to life with him. We are a new creation. So we, we have it within us to do it. And I hear you saying, well, why, why do I still struggle with sin? Hey, the big bad in your life that it prompted you to sin, your sinful nature, is gone. Uh, but uh, one guy, Peter Scazzaro, says, Jesus is alive in your heart, but Grandpa lives in your bones. In other words... Uh, you have generations of habits and patterns and customs of the world within you. And, and discipleship is a process whereby Jesus with you goes through and let's get rid of that. We don't need that. And slowly but surely, and it's a long process. Now, the thing about you doing this is that when you start to move towards the disciplines, you start to follow Jesus more uh, <laughs> Satan does not like it. He does not want you guys to be transformed. He wants you to sit and be spiritual couch potatoes. That's how he wants us. He wants us to be depowered uh, and neutralized. Uh, it's a long, slow process. It's like watching children grow. I don't put my children to sleep uh, and expect them to, to wake up, uh, you know, a young adult. I don't uh, send Theophilus to school one day and say, so let's talk about quantum physics. Hey, it's the same. I, I love physics. Yay. Uh, it's the same with, with, with our spiritual growth and with discipleship. It is a long, slow process, and it's very deliberate, but it is very powerful. Moving on. Uh, yes, but how? That's a photo of my brother, Nicholas. Nicholas is really good at CrossFit. I'm not. Nicholas, uh, he, he just works at it. He gets up. He does something most days. Uh, his cardiovascular health is fantastic, and so is his wife, and so is his, his children. Um, so uh, mountaintops are amazing. That's one of the ways that uh, Jesus transforms us. We have mountaintops experiences. There's a guy who comes uh, every year here, and uh, he prays for people. People get set free of addiction. They get healed of uh, mental illnesses, and it's incredible. Uh, some people look forward to church every Sunday because uh, of, of the experience they have there. Uh, some people look forward to conferences and stuff like that. Mountaintops are beautiful and wonderful, but they're occasional. Jesus is inviting us to walk with him in the daily and the regular. You know, and this is what this is what disciples disciplines are. Um, what else have I got there? It's a relational process, and so uh, it's best if you learn from somebody else uh, who is older than you in the faith. It's community. We learn uh, with other people in our community. Uh, so that's all, all part of what we're doing. 
we're moving on. Uh, can I just say about willpower? So my brother has better willpower than me and probably better abs. He's a great guy. Uh, look, the Pharisees were really good at the disciplines. They had memorized the whole Old Testament. They studied it furiously. They tithed a tenth of everything they owned. They uh, fasted twice a week, most of them, um, and uh, they prayed a lot, usually in public in front of other people. But this is the thing. They were great at it, but they were also greedy. They were selfish. When Jesus appeared, they were jealous of him. They were completely run and ruled by their sinful nature. Our disciplines are not the fruit of, of our own uh, willpower. This is a quote from Richard Foster, who wrote a book called The Celebration of Discipline. He says, the disciplines, I'm going to read it, uh, are not a way of earning our own holiness by sheer force of will. They are a way of bringing ourselves before God and saying, here I am, and allowing him to transform us. It is. I didn't write it, but it is really great. Um, so that's a picture of Samuel. Samuel does that. He, he wakes up one, one night because he hears somebody saying, Samuel, Samuel, hears the voice of God. And uh, it happens a couple of times, and then Eli, who is older than him in the face, says, hey, look, this is the voice of God, and this is what you do. Speak, Lord, he says, for your servant is listening. That's what we do in the disciplines. So let's get into it. The first one in terms of engaging with God uh, uh, through the disciplines is engaging through the Bible. Now, if you've been around Christianity for even two years, hopefully uh, this is old hat to you, so I'm going to be a little bit brief. There are lots of resources online in shops, free resources. Uh, let's go over what, what we do. Did, hey, does anybody want to have a go at, at saying what they think uh, they should do with, with the discipline of, of reading the Bible and interacting with the Bible? Anybody brave? Read it, yes. <laughs> read it frequently. Read it often. Um, sorry? No, okay. No, I put it on your doorpost very good. Very good. Um, Hey, that's a good place to start. Hey, remember, I, I start with prayer, and, and I'm sure Tim does as well. We, we pray. This is not a comprehension test, okay? It's, God is not going to mark you on a hell where you know it. This is something that we are using to engage with him in faith. So uh, talk to him before you kick off and say, God, I'm, I'm about to read your word so that I can hear your word from you. Please speak to me. Um, you can listen to it. Um, read it through. You might want to skip Leviticus the first couple of times because it's pretty hard going. Um, come back to it, though. Um, read the whole book that you're reading, uh, you know, or the letter or the gospel. Read it through. If you don't know what you're reading, you know, uh, there's, a guy, there's guys called the Bible Project. Have a look at that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They, uh, they will give you a summation of what that is and they'll give you pictures and they'll say, this is what's happening in the book and these are the overriding themes. Uh, there's all sorts of things that you can use. So, oh, the Bible project. Um, uh, so yeah, pray about what you read. Remember, it's about listening and hearing from God. And if you don't understand something, write it down, and and hold on to it. And uh, when you come back, you know, you put that. Talk to other people about what you're reading. 
share with them uh, what you heard. My wife and I will often sit down and say, oh, so what have, what have you heard and what have you been reading lately? And we'll share with each other. And if you're confused about something, bring that as well. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's, a, it's a communal discipline as well. Um, How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth is a book by Gordon Fee. I'll, I'll put these resources up on the list later. Say hi for me. Um, consider what it's saying and what he might be saying to you. So consider what they're saying. It's saying to the, the situation that's in the Bible, but God is also speaking to you about your very life. Uh, so be cognizant of that. God wants to talk to you, so write it down. Journal or record or, you know, what the kids do, you know, like vlog and stuff. Did, did I get it right? Okay. So however you record, record it. Uh, remember, it's not the reading or the writing or whatever these disciplines are. It is a relationship with our Father that transforms. Okay, I'm going to duck into an obscure one next. So these are this group I like to call the inward disciplines, and they're more focused on just being with God. Remember, he called the disciples that they might be with him. Um, the discipline of silence is about sitting in the presence of God quietly and listening for his voice. Um, uh, so uh, you might start with a simple prayer like, Here I am, Father, and you are with me. I'm listening to you. If you've never done it before, just start with two minutes. I've been doing it for about three months now, or, or four, and I, I still find it a little bit tricky. If your mind wanders... Pray that thing again. Father God, here I am. I am listening to you. And, uh, and expect God to speak to you. It is a discipline. Remember, it don't, won't happen overnight, but it will happen. So we wait. We become aware of the presence of God. We listen for his voice. And uh, if you have anything, if you hear something, write it down. Okay. So um, the next one is meditation. Um, and meditation from a Christian point of view is about fixing your eyes on Jesus and just, uh, just considering something uh, that he's working on for a long time. So you might... Um, cows. Uh, so cows go out and they chew grass and then they go and they sit down and they ruminate on it, which means they will, they've got four stomachs, lucky beggars, and they will chew and then it'll go into one stomach and then it'll come up again and they'll chew and it'll go into another stomach. That is gross and I did it deliberately because I want you to remember this. Meditation is that process where you are just ruminating on the same thing for a while. You might take a, a passage like Hebrews 12, uh, which is comparing, but you know, you haven't come to the scary mountain of Horeb, you have come, or Mount Sinai, you have come to Zion, the place of God. Or, you know, just a little bit of that. You know, what does it mean to come to Zion? Or, you know, even further, you have come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable angels in festal gathering. Or maybe you want to, want to tell you on Jesus, you know, you've come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and the spiritual blood, the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Thank you, Jonathan. These are pouring it with meaning. So just take that again, invite the presence of God, invite God and ruminate on this and meditate on it. it look, it, 
God is going to work through and he's going to speak to you. Do it for, use that for a week. One time I got stuck for a, for a month on the first chapter of Ephesians because it was speaking to me about identity. And I just, I read through it and I marvel at it. And I'd read other things, but I'd be reading that as well. Uh, and again, write down what you get. Um, that's a word imagine, about imagination. Basically, God speaks for imagination, especially if we invite him to. Uh, don't be afraid of your imagination, and, uh, uh, but you know, record and talk about what you're doing. This shouldn't be done alone. Meditating on creation. I'm an environmental education teacher, so I have the privilege of doing this with young people, and I actually uh, wrote about this. I walked up the back of Tinaru, and uh, my muscles were aching, and my colleagues and I sat down in front of that. And if you look hard, you can hear the water rushing. It says in Romans that God is revealed in all creation through the things that are made. And just sitting uh, and looking and pondering does amazing things. And it wells up thankfulness within us. Um, You know, uh, uh, when I take children out, Children would come back and say, you're going to sit here for five, ten minutes, and we come back and we're going to talk about it. Children will come back and report to me feelings of peace, feelings of joy, just feelings of this inexplicable, yeah, that was amazing, of wonder, almost as if they'd been sitting in the presence of God and connecting with him. Meditating on creation. Um, moving on. Uh, so prayer. Uh, hey, you know, we have prayer here on Thursday morning. Just putting it out there. Uh, so, uh, look, there are lots of different things and different aspects of prayer. I'll just go over this. Some people have broken up uh, the Lord's Prayer uh, to look like this. First, you start with adoration. And those of us uh, who, who read the Scriptures are old enough to remember the song, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in his heart. I will enter his courts with praise. Uh, start that way, thanking God and praising God for who he is and for what he does. Confession. God, if there's something between you and God, God, I'm sorry for getting mad at the kids yesterday unnecessarily, bring it before God because he is eager to forgive you and get it out of the way so he can communicate with you. Uh, Petition or asking, bring your request to God. Uh, Cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. Intercession is prayer for other people. Um, uh, and uh, and with, with thanksgiving as well. Uh, Derek Prince is a master uh, of, of writing about this sort of stuff. He's got a podcast now, even though he passed away several years ago. Uh, Derek Prince is, is really good to listen to. He has stuff on this and on fasting as well. Uh, so uh, there's another resource up there called theprayercourse.org. It's a series of short videos and little resources. Narelle and I have done that course about twice, and uh, I encourage you uh, to have a go at it as well. Um, uh, yeah, and we have prayer on Thursdays. Okay, uh, inward disciplines. Uh, what's the next one? Um, fasting. Uh, and I just put fasting up there. Um, because Jesus says, and when you fast, so it's an expectation that we will. Uh, it's, um, look, it's fasting, in my experience, um, opens 
our spiritual senses a little bit more and we become a little bit more aware of the presence of God. I don't understand it. The world is picking up on these disciplines. You know, fasting is hot stuff now. It's, you know, it's really good for your body and everything like that. We approach it as a spiritual discipline. Um, I fasted before I went over to Turkey last year and because uh, I read the Australian travel warnings and I was a little bit scared. Uh, and, and we weren't too sure what we were going. I was seeking direction and guidance. And so I prayed, and it was a really wonderful time. Uh, and I fasted as well. Um, Asbury and revivals are born. There are lovely stories about people praying and fasting uh, for that to happen for many years as well. This draws us closest to God, and God is able to reveal things and show things to us uh, as well. Uh, there's a few resources, like dr 3 Well, come and see me later if you really want to know. Um, Corporate disciplines. So those are more inward ones, they are, uh, the last ones. Uh, these ones are more corporate. Hey, disciplines are kind of on a spectrum. Like they, they are things that we do by ourselves and individually, but they're also things that we can do uh, corporately with other people. Uh, so um, what's up there? Sabbath. Oh, Sabbath is... Um, we're just experimenting. We've been trying it for three months, uh, my wife and I. And, uh, you know, the world is telling you, like fasting, the world tells you, you've got to eat, you've got to eat, you've got to eat. And God says, no, 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 you don't need bread alone, but you need every breath that comes from the mouth of God. Sabbath is saying, you know, the world is saying, you know, use every part of 24-7 that you can. Use every, every moment, every hour, every day. Work hard and play hard. And God's saying, no, I didn't make you for that. I imagine, yeah, to work and to work well for six days, but then have, have a break for 24 hours. We find it really refreshing at the moment and we're only just stepping into it. Other people say it is amazing because their rest is spreading into the rest of, of, the, uh, of their lives. Uh, again, there's books on all of these, so please have a go. Uh, prayer, corporate prayer, we have prayer here on Thursdays as well. Uh, so um, corporate prayer, it, it's, it's a different experience and it's a different thing. Um, people even use that for guidance, and I'll talk about that later. Um, confession. These things should be done together. If you're wrestling with something and that you're confessing often, please, please come together with other people in your community. Uh, share with them, uh, people who you can trust, share with them. And let them pray for you. Let them pronounce forgiveness over you and say, hey, in the name of Lord Jesus, he forgives you. He doesn't hold this against you. Um, another interesting preacher said, you know, I never hear that sort of stuff at yoga. I don't do yoga, but she's saying, you know, you don't hear that sort of stuff. You know, God forgives you. The king of the universe forgives you anywhere else but here. Um, and they can encourage you as well. Uh, what else have I got up there? Uh, submission and service. So Yannicka is going to be talking about service next week. Is that right? Bonzo. Um, it is a wonderful thing, the, the discipline of service, to do something for somebody else, particularly if they can't repay you. It's wonderfully liberating to go, oh, there's a problem over there, and I, I can do something about that. I can help that person out. I can help that person across the road. I can help that person with their... They've just dropped that thing. I can, I can help carry them for them. 
Uh, and that's who we're called to be. It is wonderful to serve the Lord uh, at church. There's lots of things uh, that we can be done, and together, as his body, uh, doing them uh, and serving each other, uh, and even serving in secret uh, is a wonderful thing. Um, seeking guidance, again, that's something that happens in a, in a corporate arena. I'll, I'll go back to worship. Um, worship for me was, was absolutely wonderful. Sorry, Celine's looking at me. She's saying, how dare you forget worship? So, I'm, no, I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. <laughs> worship is wonderful individually, and it's something that, that happens when you are you know, driving in the car by yourself. But to do it um, with other people, it says, you know, God inhabits the praises of Israel. Or other translation is God inhabits the praises of his people. Can you feel it sometimes when we're worshipping? Can you feel the presence of God? He is here in a special and amazing way. And, and, uh, and that's why we do it every week. Um, God is, is able to do things. You know, if you do it for long enough, personally and corporately, um, personally, it shifts your, changes your unconscious and conscious thinking uh, to carry those songs in your heart. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, God, and not against me. Okay? It changes how we feel. My God is with me. Unconsciously, that does amazing things. Corporately, when we sing it out, we are like saying, yes, we are the redeemed. We are bringing the kingdom of heaven to people. Okay, I've got to talk about doing the stuff as well. So we've talked about disciplines. We've talked about how we do stuff. Uh, you know, we've talked about growing closer to God. Um, doing the stuff was a phrase coined by John Wimber, who got saved uh, as a pot-smoking hippie and brought his missus along, and they, uh, they went, and he said, and he captivated and, uh, by, by the message of God. And he said, so when do we do the stuff at his first church? And they said, what? You know, the healings, the, the deliverance, the, 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 all, that, all that stuff that Jesus did. Because remember, he taught them. He, he taught, his, he did it. He said, this is what the kingdom is like, and I'll show you. Uh, and then he, he taught his disciples to do it, and he sent them out, and, and they did it. They told about the kingdom of heaven, and then they showed people what it was like. And then they sent it to 72, and then Jesus died. And then he rose again, and then he said, okay, I'm giving you all clothing you with power from on high as you receive the Holy Spirit. So we, we got the thing. We got the power. We got the presence of God. And he said, when do we do this stuff? That first church, they said, no. Sooner or later, John Wimber worked out that, yes, God did this stuff, and he taught lots of people to do it. You know, Pentecostalism made their name on doing the stuff. People came to churches like this uh, because they were seeing signs and wonders and miracles. How do you do it? It's really easy. You just go up to somebody. No, you don't. It starts in your prayer closet. There you are praying. You say, God, I, can you give me words for these people? Can you help me reach out to people? And you might get a word and you might have it to, to share with somebody else. Um, you, might, uh, you might just start praying. So Narelle and I are going to go out soon. Again, this is something that's best you learn from somebody else. Uh, there are books on it and everything like that. But really, discipleship is a relational process, so please do it with other people. But, you know, um, I went out, uh, we went out one time and 
We just went up to somebody and said, hey, look, we're Christians. We're, we're wanting to bless people. Is there anything in your life you need a miracle for? And this woman said, yeah, I have this medical condition. I said, okay, well, can, can I pray for you right now for that? So I prayed for her. And uh, it is a beautiful seeing people touched by God. And uh, I had this picture in my head of this woman awake at night. And I said, I feel like God is saying, I'm getting this picture. You know, do you have difficulty sleeping at night? Um, she said, yes, I do. And actually, I, um, I had to take medication for it. And so I prayed for that as well as a medical condition. You know, again, it was on the street. It was a big city. I don't know. I never saw a woman again. But it's one thing to tell people about Jesus. It's another people for people to encounter the presence of God. That's what, you know, it's, it's part of our birthright and it's part of our calling. Now, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, look, you know, that's, that's the thing. You've got to take a risk because they might say No. Uh, Narelle and I got to do this recently, and we said, hey, look, we're Christians, and, you know, do you need a miracle? Is there anything we can pray for? And a lot of people said, no, thank you. It's okay. They're not the people. And just saying no politely and respectfully uh, is a thing. On the other hand, people said yes and were miraculously and wonderfully touched by God. And we're never the same. Um, Hey, they're all the resources, but just to recap... Transformed people transform places, and people who hear from heaven transform lives. And that's the invitation of discipleship. Uh, yeah, totally. Read a book, and there are lots up there that I recommend. Um, but also, uh, meet people here, and if there are people in the faith who are older than you, if you're already connecting, absolutely wonderful. Um, but do it. Hang out. Uh, share together uh, in community. Uh, and learn together. Um, and what to say? Oh, yeah. They're hard. We have an adversary now. He doesn't want you to experience the freedom. He doesn't want you to have this wonderful slow walk with God. He doesn't want you to have this relationship. So, you know, buns to that guy. Persevere. Just keep going. Uh, hey, Jesus is holding out his hand this way. I, I, I want you just to experience these wonderful things of discipleship. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Heavenly Father God, that you are here. Thank you. Uh, we are at all different levels. Some people are absolute amazing people who are leading and discipling people. Some people aren't, and that's okay. Father God, we come before you uh, and we ask for your wisdom for your encouragement and for your blessing in this direction. We are blessed to be a blessing. Uh, And so if you are leading other people, God bless you in what you're doing as well. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for saying, follow me to us. We hear your call and we say yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.